So has Christchurch City Council given the government the middle finger, as is being suggested on the line with us, Jamie Goff, Christchurch City Councillor for the Fendleton Ward. Hello there, Jamie. Kia ora, James. Hello there, Simon, and hi there, James. How are you? Great, yeah, good, thank good. you. So, Excellent. what's the, going on here, and where to from here? So you, among many others, have voted no to this proposal. What was your biggest obstacle? Uh, well, the biggest obstacle, there's probably two there in the council that were voting yes, obviously, was problematic and all this. Mm. Um, but also, uh, you know, the directive from the government, you know, where this is very much, you know, in our eyes, um, a not best for Christchurch approach that really feels like a, a copy and paste nationwide with, with something or a piece of legislation that's been devised in Wellington for Auckland and then rolled out uh, to Christchurch and a lot of other centres. So was it a middle finger? Um, don't know if I go that far, but it certainly sends a strong message to the government that you know we really deserve to be respected in terms of you know local democracy. And if it doesn't work for our residents, then I think it's fair and right for that uh, uh, for the representatives to stand up and, and fight for their residents. And mm. that happened yesterday, which I was really proud of. Mm. Has there been any um, any occasion that you could discuss this with the government, central government? No, and you know that's the thing because you know relationships are so important. But there have been you know a number of examples where you know centralisation seems to be the mantra, and and the, the relationship seems to be falling by the wayside. Um, you know, it, it is most certainly a two-way street, but it doesn't feel like we're getting a lot back. And I think that's really disappointing. And you know, there's, there's been a bit of a sour taste left in uh, in councils' mouths, not just Christchurch, but probably across the country with respect to three waters. When you know we obviously mm. engaged in good faith and. 61 out of 67 councils said, look, this probably doesn't work for us. We agree with the intent, but the model isn't right. And then it was mandated anyway. So if I'm being really honest with you, there was a part of me which really kind of felt, um, you know, for me once, shame on you, for me twice, shame on me. Mm-hmm. So engaging in good faith and being in the boat with something like this, where when it was so fundamentally flawed, uh, felt like it would be quite a foolish way to go if we're going from past history and how that good faith worked out for us. Uh, in, the, in the most recent example. So you're talking about the density rules. You don't think that that they work full stop? Um, I'm not opposed to intensification and higher density, but I think the point is that it needs to be in the appropriate places. And, you know, you guys will know as well as anyone else that it's so important, you know, in Christchurch to have, to have a strong heart. And we have a population target of 20,000 people to live in the core of the city by 2028. We're only halfway there. So I would personally say, relax the rules in the central city. We want to bring them in. Um, fill your boots, so to speak, mm. um, with, with respect to those areas where it would be completely appropriate. You've got the, the infrastructure there, uh, the transportation um, connections. But then in, in areas of, uh, of, of suburbia, people have made a lifestyle choice you know, very intentionally to have that lower density style of living, whether it's because they're, they're ready to start a young family or retire or whatever. They've made a decision to, to live uh, away from the denser style of, of living and to just roll out this blanket approach of, you know, in, in all cases, the three by three, as Phil Major calls it, which is, you know, three apartments, three storeys high, literally everywhere. Uh, and then in other areas, um, certainly I represent the Fendleton Ward and my mother and father-in-law live... Um, um, close to the uh, to the Rickerton boundary, so mm. um, they're actually still inside the Fendleton Ward. Um, they they wanted to have that suburban style of of life with a bit of a backyard, grandkids running around, mm. and th- this legislation would allow six stories on their east, west, and north, boxing them in around their house. There, you know, that is just, uh, in my view, you know, draconian. Uh, and uh, 17 residents associations came to the Christchurch City Council and said, this is completely unacceptable. We need you as our council to stand up for us 
and I was really proud to be a councillor where by majority that's exactly what we did. I'm with you. I fully support what you're doing because when it was mooted some months ago, we had a large, large section of our show dedicated to it for a couple of days. I loathe the idea, but mm. Megan Woods has obviously heard what you guys have done, and she said, and I'm quoting, she said, I will be very interested to see the alternative proposals the council now has for reducing emissions and increasing the supply of affordable homes in Christchurch. Do you have an alternative? Well, the way that we thought, or the, the way that there was, uh, it was uh, said to us that we could address this is through the heritage exemptions, but we had a, a trial run, I guess, with Auckland, where they tried to go down that path to be in the boat, but then mm. uh, make exemptions, and then it was essentially rejected by the government and said that it was unlawful. So now now they're, they're back to square one again. So yet again, there's an element of cynicism with me and uh, scepticism that that's going to be a viable way to go, because this is really just a broad brush approach, which really is, you know, it, it feels by all intents and purposes to be that copy and paste rolled out nationwide. Um, and there isn't really the opportunity to, to have that dialogue. So I would hope that actually sending a strong signal like this might be a good catalyst to be able to to have those conversations. And that's exactly what we've requested. In fact, uh, we didn't just flat out give the middle finger, so to speak. Mm. Um, there was a bit of that, but it was also a, a letter uh, that we resolved to write to Minister Parker um, to, to say, let's explore ways that we can give effect to the intention, you know, the intent behind this, but do it in an appropriate way. And the point is, you know, I think the whole point of local government, and this is why I'm so passionate about it, is, is that you, you know, this is this is where we achieve all the things that we can achieve for the city, where you can have the, the locals uh, design a city plan by Christchurch for Christchurch. And that's why you have a council. That, mm. That's why you have local democracy. And I think this flies in the face of it. And I, I think that's what left such a bad taste in everyone's mouth. It was just imposed out of Wellington. And mm. there hasn't been that dialogue. Hopefully that can change going forward. Yeah, but isn't the reality that local government doesn't get to pick and choose what central government requires it to? And in fact... You were required to do that by law yesterday. You were required to to um, pass that, sign it off. Yeah, and I think that that's where um, where the tension, you know, starts to crop up. We've been seeing more and more of this, and I think that that relationship can work quite fine if each body sticks to their knitting. So they can decide. Uh, government can decide where, you know what's happening with respect to um, to war in the Ukraine or, or free trade agreements. But in terms of designing our city plan and how our backyards look, how our neighbourhoods look and feel, to me, there couldn't be anything more local government than that. Yeah, but the the reality is that, and that this is what's happened, is that central government have come in and said, this is the way we do it. And so uh, it's really interesting what happened mm. yesterday. So are you concerned about I, the fact I, that... I agree with you, James. I, I think the point is, though, if... If, if, if the government isn't going to stand up for their for their taxpayers, you know, is the onus on the council to stand up for their ratepayers? And you know, that was what the debate was about. Couldn't you be dumped now, though, as a councillor, and they you, the government literally replace you with commissioners, as has happened in other parts of the country, or or instil a crown manager to push through these new rules? Yeah, exactly, and, and and that's probably what the likely outcome will be. And when we talk of uh, putting in a commissioner or the crown putting in a commissioner, that isn't necessarily doing a tower wronger and replacing. Uh, the elected council with commissioners, but they could quite likely put in a commissioner to notify the plan change, which the council uh, declined to do yesterday. So, so that is a possibility. But you know, my view is that this was. What uh, would you do if that happened, Jamie? What's the what's the next step for you if they do do that? Well, if they do do that, that's uh, that's out out of our hands. But I think that it would take a very brave government, you know, who, who has been seeing a lot of pushback uh, of over, um, you know. A, 
serious period of time with respect to the centralisation that hasn't been going that well. If you look at taking over, you know, um, uh, the health system or mm. politics, uh, and then also three waters, um, it's getting closer and closer to an election for them. Um, the polls are steadily going down, you know, with them. So I, I think that you can't just keep, you know, ignoring democracy and um, throwing back into the face. Uh, or, uh, what what people in this country you know are ultimately wanting. So mm. we we made the decision, and I think it was a bold one and a brave one. But ultimately, I think it was the right one to say this is unacceptable. This doesn't work for us. We're not a te- uh, you know opposed to intensification so long as it's in the appropriate areas. That's mm. fair. That's fair enough, James. Uh, but one thing that we should point out is that both Labor and National supported this intensification. They aid. did. Yeah. yeah mm. Absolutely right. So. Okay. Um, you know, this, this doesn't discriminate. This goes across party lines. Mm-hmm. James, very, very good of you to come on the show yeah, and, you, and and putting your point of view forward so eloquently because I hardly, I say it again, I hardly endorse what you've done. I think it's an awful, awful plan and just to unilaterally roll it out across the country seems abhorrent. But good on you, mate. Thank you very much for coming well, on the show. i to talk to both of you guys. Hopefully we can change JD's mind on this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on him, James. I'm working on him. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thanks, Have a great mate. Afternoon. You too. <laughs> Christchurch City Councillor for the Fendleton Ward, James Goff.